This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to Reporters Without Orders. Order, order. Hello and welcome to Reporters Without Orders, a podcast where we talk about what made news, what didn't and some things that absolutely shouldn't have. I'm your host, Akansha Kumar. And joining me in the studio today is my colleague and new entrant to the NL family, Shiv Narayan Rajpurohit. Hi, Shiv. Hi, thank you so much for having me here. Are you nervous? Slightly nervous. This is my first podcast, so yeah. And this is also your baptism at News Laundry because you can't escape from RWO no matter what. So yeah. uh, don't worry, we'll be able to sail through it. Hmm. Um in this episode of RWO, there are two media stories uh, done by Shiv recently, uh, which we will discuss. And quite ironically, these two stories reflect uh, the churning that has been witnessed within the media fraternity over the last few years, the impact of religious polarization, as well as the clear-cut ideological divide uh, which can be seen among members of those who represent the fourth pillar of democracy. And my first question to you, Shiv, is that uh, you attended a day-long event, Media Manthan, hmm. which was convened to commemorate the 75 years of uh, Panchajanya and Organizer, hmm. both of which are mouthpieces of RSS. Uh, if I can ask you to describe in three words uh, your experience of being a fly on the wall there. Yeah, I mean, it was day-long event, 12 hours I had to sit there. And uh, the experience, I mean, I can't describe in three words, but the, the bottom line is at a time when the space for dissent is shrinking and... Uh, people who speak in favor of the government or uh, people who are uh, right leaning mm. so these awards show that uh, there are there are rewards also if you speak in favor of the government so that was uh, that was on display uh, at ashoka hotel right and you know among the names who appear in your story as well mm. who were lauded for their work mm. uh, two names which caught my attention were uh, swarajya editor swati goel sharma and vion editor palki mm. uh, and personally i have uh, found out uh, swati's uh, you know work to be uh, you know problematic in the sense that uh, often she goes on a tirade uh, of sorts on social media hmm. where uh, and this i can say especially with respect to a series of stories i had done hmm. on conversion hmm. uh, on conversion racket uh, uh, you know uh, uncovered by you know uh, upats here in delhi in which two uh, muslim clerics were arrested last year and all she had done in with respect to this particular story was that she had spoken to random people in the hometown of this Muslim cleric, Umar Gautam, hmm. and had concluded that, yes, he was uh, into the business of carrying out illegal conversions. Uh, whereas in our series, uh, we had reached out uh, to the family of uh, the accused. We had also spoken to those converts who were aided by Umar Gautam at one point. Hmm. to facilitate uh, the process of conversion. So my question to you is, 
what is their body of work uh, like which was appreciated at this uh, platform see these awards were to uh, to recognize uh, journalistic excellence but i don't think so any of them had shown journalistic ex- excellence apart from few exceptions of course ravish tiwari from indian express is one of the exception and there were two more names Hmm. they had earlier won goenka awards so uh, as far as swati goel sharma is concerned other uh, awardees are concerned they are very selective in what they choose to report so their body of work is of course is extremely uh, right leaning and of course she works for swarajya right wing right wing swarajya magazine uh but the, the the i mean the category in which she got the award the category reads this that this specific award will be presented to a journalist uh, from each each from print digital and av media for english language whose coverage stood out for excellence independence depth and uh, quality and impact right so i don't think so the swati goel sharma has done any kind of such work but of course uh her only claim to fame is that she and so many people who got awards they've been very selective in what they want to portray mm. what kind of narrative they want to set uh so that's how i think they got award because they've been very selective in choosing what to report what not to report right and uh moving on uh shiv now when we come to your second story which is about uh these three journalists uh from a certain area in jaipur hmm. uh where they had tried to expose uh, corruption they had already filed a story hmm. uh they were on their way back hmm. the story was about alleged uh, land grab as well as a diversion of covid funds hmm. uh by a local sarpanch hmm. uh in their complaint they have alleged that they were uh, thrashed and beaten up uh, by men uh, who uh, were sent by this particular sarpanch who also happens to have uh, Uh, political links um, as well and is known to a uh, 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 cabinet minister uh, in the state um my first question to you with respect to this story is how do you compare uh, you know these two sort of reportage there is one event where people are you know rewarded for a certain narrative that they feed in day in and day out and there are these three people who are also uh, quote unquote rewarded uh, but not so favorably hmm. uh, how do you see these two events as a journalist yourself the the contrast between the two events hmm. so i think uh, i mean these two events of course they can they should be seen um uh in different perspective because one was awarding uh, people uh, who hold certain position um and another was attack on journalists for writing stories but if you look at the press freedom index india has been going down and down and i think we are at the at the worst ranking right now mm. but attack on journalists uh, it seems it is it's been normalized i mean as far as i remember i was also attacked in delhi rights and uh, that's when it started um, picking up pace and it happened in burari also the mahapanchayat uh, where mahapanchayat took place mm. it seems that it has been normalized over the years mm. uh, when journalists are attacked then people point out oh this journalist is uh, uh, with this government or he speaks um, or he criticizes the government unnecessarily so people now look for excuses mm. uh, to defend the accused but uh, in in this case in in rajasthan case three three journalists were attacked uh, 
and uh, they were um, criticizing or they were writing unfavorable stories against against the sarpanch and sarpanch as you mentioned uh, in the intro that sarpanch is pretty close to the uh, to the cabinet minister lalchand kataria so i mean i spoke to the police also police uh, the uh, uh, the dcp was uh, very dismissive about the case saying that uh, these journalists are small time journalists and uh, you shouldn't be bothered about it this is something which actually kind of uh, mm. stood out for me mm. uh, this very quote of dcp jaipur west mm. that uh, she uh, calls it uh, you know an incident related to youtubers and mm. refuses to acknowledge the fact that the attack has happened on journalists mm. so do you kind of see it as an attempt by the administration to downplay the incident because mm-hmm. otherwise it would have been embarrassing for them as well mm-hmm. see uh, i didn't see uh, denik baskar reported uh, this attack and any other i don't think so any other national media covered it uh, oh. this attack mm-hmm. the the problem is uh, the police might have told journalists that these are small time youtubers and but two of them they run local dailies mm-hmm. and um, i mean their their background could be questioned that uh, i mean the the police were saying that uh, uh, they have extortion streak in them and uh, they try to extort people and all but there are no fir's uh, there were only complaints unless you have fir's unless unless you have some some proof to say that yeah these guys were extorting um, they these guys were extorting people yeah, right yeah yeah but mm. but that falls flat so also uh, like uh, what was this uh, incident uh, if you can if you w- yeah the like inc- to- yeah the incident was uh, in the afternoon uh, they were coming um, they were they were in this swift car and they were coming from a school after covering an event and uh, on, um, then they were waylaid by uh, by a scorpio and the scorpio hit the, the swift car and uh, then Ten to fifteen people came out of Scorpio, and uh, they attacked three journalists with rods and pipes and whatever they had. And uh, I mean, they were brutally beaten up. As I after I got to know after I spoke to one of the members uh, and one of the leaders over there. So they were in they were in hospital, and uh, there was no arrest in next twenty four hours. There were arrests later on. Three of them were arrested, while the main accused was still at large. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure what is the development right now. But at the time, three people were arrested. That was the event that unfolded, and later on, uh, journalists they refused to be treated because they wanted arrest immediately, and there was protest also in Raj- in in Jaipur. uh demanding immediate arrest and immediate action against the accused but of course you are right you rightly point out the police i mean it's speculation the police might be trying to uh protect the accused because right of the bat you are defensive or you're trying to defend the accused saying that oh these journalists are so and so and you should not be bothered about it and uh, when you say that uh, you know the attacks on journalists have been normalized uh in your opinion what could be the reason uh, behind uh, you know such high frequency mm. of uh, these kind of incidents and uh, like uh, uh, i i recall uh, there, there was this one interview uh, which uh, barkha dath had given to news laundry and this must be i think 7 8 years ago in mm. 2012 mm. uh, where she said that uh, 
often uh, you know she has been uh, at the center of criticism and trolling and all sorts of comments mm. uh, because people tend to think and also because she happened to be a broadcast journalist with a fair large amount of reach mm. uh, people tend you know i i recall this sentence that she said that people think they own you Mm-hmm. and therefore uh, they think that it is okay to sort of say anything to you know xyz person mm-hmm. uh but now in 2022 almost like 10 years later mm-hmm. what do you think could be the reason why uh, a journalist uh, still make it to news for uh, being victims uh, themselves of uh, such violent attacks it mostly it has to do with the with the political narrative the government that we have at the center how they want to commun- communicate their message mm-hmm. uh if they want to be questioned by the media or not uh, because if you see uh, our prime minister hasn't uh, hasn't given any press conference it, there was one i think uh, before lok sabha election i didn't speak much mm-hmm. so it has to do with what the political leaders want what message they are giving to the masses uh if they are saying that so and so media house is uh, anti national or urban national in their words mm. so of course it takes time to get into the minds of the masses but now we have come to a point where uh where people don't look at the the, the factual reporters people are looking at the labels that yeah you from this media house mm. you i mean you are anti government the anti government doesn't mean to, doesn't mean you are going against the nation it means that you want government to perform better yeah so uh, and uh, if i could give you uh, example uh, of delhi riots so many journalists were attacked and the latest one is burari because so what they what they are do, trying to uh, achieve is they don't want anybody to record their atrocity mm. they don't want anybody to to document what they are doing or what they are saying Mm. uh if it's inflammatory uh right. like like bura like what happened in buradi mm. uh so these things i mean these things have reached masses so it it will be very difficult to convince masses that we are journalists and we are for public interest we are there to report facts but uh, i think it has to do much more with the with the politics uh, that india is uh, india india finds itself in uh, another thought which comes to my mind after reading your story about jaipur journalist is the fact that there are multiple forums uh, you know there there is an editors guild uh, there is like a press club and all but for a large chunk of journalists who are kind of uh, trying to carve their own identity on youtube platform hmm. let's say they have their own channels or they are associated with a very niche uh, level of channel which is not probably recognized at the state level or uh, nationally hmm. it is in fact a kind of a uh, struggle to uh, mobilize support or get any kind of legal advice uh, for that matter hmm. and so how do you look at it in terms of lack of a proper grievance redressal system within the media fraternity uh, as well see uh, i yesterday i was watching uh, i was listening to uh, another podcast and i think uh, hartosh bal was uh, was one of the speakers over there so he says that whatever these media forums are doing so they're very late in their in their response so he was i mean jokingly he said that 
the people who are at the helm of editors guild of india they must have missed so many deadlines because they are always late in responding <laughs> to um, such crisis calls good one <laughs> uh, so i mean see these media forums they are uh, they are in, mostly they are in delhi mm. so whatever happens uh, uh, at the local level so these stories might not reach them but at the same time maybe they need to uh, have small chapters in each state or uh, i don't know if they have but i think that way they can respond to uh, uh, to to such incidents in positive way and bringing it out to to uh, to the national attention right and uh, like uh, uh, one final uh, question um is uh, like again uh, coming back to your uh, you know experience of attending the media mahamanthan hmm. often when you are representing news laundry especially when i'm on the field there will be one or the other reporter whom we have critiqued at some point and he will just walk up to you and crack a nasty joke or say something yeah. sarcastic um and with time i have kind of learned to sort of how to answer it and you know uh, move on uh, yeah, you but how was stride, it for yeah. you were you like was it like a smooth sail for you uh, this entire event or was were there some uncomfortable uh, glances or a comment here and there uh yeah so uh, i mean it was it was kind of smooth sail but there were some snarky comments also <laughs> saying that i have so many people ask me have i got my material or not uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> okay and i like i'm i'm still trying i'm still trying so but uh, the the media mahamanthan event i think it uh, i mean it started pretty well it started pretty well with the i mean uh, um the moderator talked talked about the first amendment how nehru did not like organizers uh, uh, reportage at the time because india was uh, india was convulsed by communal rights at the time hmm. uh, so the organizers reportage was mostly focused on uh, how hindus were being killed by muslims in border areas in bengal and other parts of india so but it was it was good up to i mean up to that level but later on it it was uh, i mean it was all about the the places of worship act uh, and hindus and muslims and uh, masjid and gyanvyapi mosque so i mean there was there was no discussion about the press freedom as such because if i mean if the award is to um, to recognize journalistic excellence you expect like 12 hours of event you expect some 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 good uh, discussions on press freedom good mm. discussion why we are sliding down press sliding down the sliding down the press freedom index right. but there was no discussion on this that was downer but of course i enjoyed uh, being there and uh, there were chief minister from six seven states and yogi adityanath also attended virtually so it was good experience but yeah there was some snarky comments here and there but yeah i took took them in my stride and i just yeah and often uh, you know people uh, with a right leaning mind uh, they often uh, pinpoint uh, you know uh, at the fact that you know you guys also are living in an echo chamber mm. why don't you hear us out mm. um, you uh, i mean we recently had this incident of uh, a professor whose lecture was cancelled at uh, you know was called off at lsr mm. and he happens uh, to represent the right leaning spectrum mm. and then he accused uh, the student fraternity of indulging in a cancel culture of sorts mm-hmm. um so 
do you think it is important to hear them out as well and understand what their views are because yeah. then you would know why we are witnessing the kind of climate that we are he- uh, here in india mm, after that's, that's, 2014 that's, yeah that's very good question in a sense yeah they uh, they i mean right wing forces they want to be heard and they f- they feel that they, that earlier they were not uh, heard enough and at the same time of course uh, i mean it's it's also well point saying that we are living in an echo chamber and uh, uh, first we need to understand their ideology we need to le- we need to read their literature rss literature vhp literature and i think mainstream media has not given much attention to their literature mm. so whatever they are saying right now it comes as a shock Mm. so if they're talking about uniform civil code they've been talking about for so long is it that the media hasn't paid much attention to their thought process to their ideology what right. so i think they they need some space they need some space because if we have given space to left leaning forces i mean right wing forces also require as much space if not more right And listeners, if you are hearing this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or any other podcast platform, go to newslaundry dot com where you can check out some of the other stuff we do, uh, such as explainers, ground reports, and interviews. We also have two NL Sena projects which are up on our website right now. Uh, you can go and check them out as well. uh one project is uh being uh, led by my colleague basant uh, which is about a saint and how he built an empire worth gross another nl sena project which is uh being led by my colleagues uh, pratik and ashwini in the backdrop of the bulldozer related action which has recently emerged as the rule of law in certain states they will be focusing on the state of madhya pradesh do check out what this nl sena project is all about and that brings us to the last segment of the podcast where we'll share our recommendations uh, with our listeners so shiv any interesting movie a uh, documentary which you watched recently and you would like to recommend um not documentary movie but i can um i would recommend a, a book by um, jayram ramesh our former environment minister he wrote a book uh, called green signals ecology growth and democracy in india so in that book he talks about the the history of environment environmental laws in india so in terms of environmental laws we are very progressive is just the implementation of these laws that's where we are lacking so i think uh, it also has uh, uh, um, when when he was environment minister the discussion that that he had in in lok sabha and rajya sabha the formation of national green tribunal so and so forth so you can check out this book i think it will help you if you are interested in environment laws right um and there are two recommendations from my side uh, there is a movie uh, which i watched recently on netflix it's uh, called trial of the chicago 7 uh, which is a, a brilliant take on the legal trial uh, faced by seven uh, protesters uh, youngsters in the 1960s in the us um as they tried uh, to uh, Uh, highlight the atrocity of 
the ongoing Vietnam War then and what unfolded in that trial, how the bias of the judge was also reflected and how they uh, kind of uh, sat through it uh, in a very uh, funny as well as I would say uh, intellectual way and how they took it uh, in their stride. Uh, I really enjoyed this movie. And there is a another documentary. It's a 2019 documentary on Hotstar called at the heart of gold inside the USA gymnastics scandal. Uh, it focuses uh, on uh, the sexual abuse uh, that was rampant uh, in the world of gymnastics uh, in the US uh, and how that was ignored for years. This documentary has also been done very sensitively. Uh, so that would be my second uh, recommendation. On that note, this podcast is adjourned. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.